The Eating Disorders Anonymous speaker feed does not represent EDA as a whole, but rather shares the views, experiences, and resources used by the EDA member who is speaking in their individual journey towards recovery. Thanks for being here. We're glad to have you. Hi, my name is Honor, and I have an eating disorder, and I'm going to share a little bit uh, of my experience with Step 4 this evening. So uh, the purpose of Step 4, according to the EDA Big Book, is to uncover the thoughts and emotions that have fueled our insanity. <clears throat> and um, one of the, um, my experience has been that Step 4 was the beginning of, of change and that the first three steps were um, sort of marshalling um, the frame of mind and the resources that I needed to change, but step four was the actual first action step that started things to change. Mm -hmm. um, and it was be the beginning of me starting to take responsibility for myself and for my own, own well-being, and um, the beginning of that was just taking this honest look at myself and discovering the truth about me. <clears throat> So um, it says that step four is a, a fearless and searching moral inventory. And um, at first I, I had a little bit of stalling because of that idea of fearless, because I did not feel fearless when I was doing my fourth step. And in fact, um, you know, my Two of my core character defects are um, inappropriate fear and shame. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I manage my excessive fear and shame primarily with dishonesty. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so this idea of looking honestly at myself um, felt life-threatening. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I know is like seems like hyperbole, but I mean emotionally, that's how it impacted me. Is that um, you know if I looked at the truth, surely I would die, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so um, so fearless was kind of a stumbling block, and I spent a lot of time going. Well, I still feel fear. Mm, no, still feel fear. Pray for courage. Still feel fear, and. Um, what I've come to understand um, through the process, I've done an, uh, a number of fourth steps, um, although only one in this program, and um, it is the inventory that needs to be fearless, not the person. <laughs> and so, uh, and what I mean by that is that my inventory has to be done in a way that wasn't controlled or titrated or regulated or influenced by my fear. And so the inventory itself has to uh, has to not be a reflection of my fearfulness. Um, but I definitely felt fear while I was doing it quite a bit, um, and and that that did not prevent me. Like the the courage was not in my being fearless, but in just doing it anyway. So um, I. I also want to talk about um, searching, <laughs> the other adjective for this step, um, and uh, I found that that to uh, to do a truly searching inventory, um, the key for me was sponsorship. It was really important for me to have a sponsor um, guiding and supporting me through this process because um, my tendency, because you know, surprise, surprise, I'm a person of extremes, and um, you know, I. I can just as easily do a very skimming over the top. It looks good, but it's not really me 
moral inventory. Um, so in other words, not really searching. Or I can do um, an obsessive compulsive moral in inventory. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very easy for me to like get wrapped up into um, like actually writing out every single instance of fear in my life since I was four. And and that's really not a way for recovery. That's just a way for me to get more wrapped up in uh, disordered thinking. And it's actually separating me from, from the goal. So I found sponsorship was really um, helpful to, um, to bring me towards balance and, um, and also to keep me moving because part of, um, um, you know, another, another um, aspect of my uh, wrong thinking and brokenheartedness is procrastination. Mm -hmm. And um, so my idea of how to do it exactly right and perfectly and, you know, all of that was, was a stumbling block for me. And um, sponsorship really helped me to just, like, keep on trucking along and um, doing it is more important than doing it a certain way. Um, so just sort of practical, the way I did it, um, I used the EDA big book format, um, and I looked at the topics of resentment, fear, self-pity, shame, harms done, confusion, frustration, despair, and then a couple uh, extra uh, personal favorites. And I used the five-column method. So for each incident or source of emotional turmoil, um, I wrote out the source, which is uh, the person, institution, or principle, um, the reason, so basically what, what it was that happened, and then what in me was affected or put at risk, for example, my self-esteem, my security. Um, next was my part. So in other words, what is it about me that made me vulnerable in that situation? Um, was it my dishonesty or my self-seeking, um, my fear? <clears throat> And then finally, the resolution, which is basically just um, sort of how, how would I want to handle that differently? Or in similar circumstances or when similar emotional emotions come up, what would, um, what would God's will be for me instead of um, how I had behaved in the past? Um, so I, I have done, uh, as I said, a number of fourth steps. And I've, um, I've used this, um, this column method a couple of times. And the truth is, it's not my favorite format. <laughs> um, I don't love it. It feels a little awkward and, and you know, it doesn't quite fit at times. And, um, and I, did, I did spend a little bit of time when I was, quote, working on my fourth step, unquote, kind of bemoaning how, you know, this particular format doesn't exactly fit this particular instance of, you know, this thing that I want to explain. Mm -hmm. And um, again, sponsorship <laughs> was really helpful. <laughs> and, and just uh, getting to remember um, that, uh, that I'm not special. I mean, I'm special. I mean, I'm unique and wonderful and delightful in many ways, but I'm not special in the sense that I have to like have recovery in a special way, you know, custom designed just for me. Um, regular, plain old recovery is going to work for me. And um, so, <clears throat> a little bit of, um, of uh, letting go of, of uh, pride and resistance and um, just doing it. And it turns out that the format was just fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, another thing that I, um, that I found really important. Um, again, I can't overemphasize the value of um, 
sponsorship was I found it really important to stay on the current step. And um, even, even if um, in circumstances some people interjudicate um, sections of their fourth and fifth step, but regardless, I found it really important when I was writing out my fourth step to just be on the fourth step. And when I'm working on my fourth step, the fifth step does not exist. And a lot of the things that I wrote down, um, I had to write down um, under agreement with myself that I would never share that with anybody. You know, and hey, free to free, change your mind later. But at the time, that was important and that's what I needed. So um, just to stay on the current step, <clears throat> I found to be really helpful. Um, and uh, what I want to do now is uh, share um, a slightly generalized excerpt from my fourth step. Um, I, I didn't actually bring my book with me because every time I take it out of my house, I have this terrible fantasy that I'm going to have a car accident and it will be on the news. Uh, my fourth step, <laughs> which I'm sure, I mean, I'm sad to tell you, Honor, it's actually not newsworthy, but still that's the, what plays in my mind. So I didn't actually bring my physical fourth step with me, but I, I do have an excerpt that I want to share with you. And um, this is from the topic of harms done. And, um, and these are my five columns. The source was um, an old boss of mine. And uh, the reason what happened was I felt wronged by that person. And I had gotten into the habit, like a really um, deeply indulgent habit, of ba bad mouthing that person and just saying a lot of negative things about them. <clears throat> and I, I, um, I was of the opinion that my, um, you know, that I had been wronged. And so it, seemed like that was an okay thing to do. And I wasn't lying the things that I was saying, even though they were negative. So um, what was affected um, in me was um, that supervisor had, um, had uh, made me feel like my security, my ambitions, my career ambitions, my finances, my job, my self-esteem were threatened. Mm -hmm. And uh, my part was that I said awful things. and. Um, What's under that, the reason that I was saying awful things about this person was um, an effort to build my own uh, sense of righteousness by comparison, because they did those bad things, and I was the innocent victim, and um, also um, to encourage people to be on my side and, and, uh, and affirm um, uh, with lots of compassion and empathy that indeed I was the innocent victim of that person's wrongdoing. Um, and my resolution was, first of all, stop it. Just, OK, stop doing that. <laughs> um, and uh, um, and the, the other thing that came to me was that I could, I could choose to say true, positive things about that person, and also to stop it more generally. Um, in other words, um, stop using that um, being the innocent victim mm -hmm. as a way to, um, to gain self-esteem and acceptance. So um, I want to, in the last couple of minutes, I want to um, talk about some of the results and, and also um, talk a little bit about that, that particular instance and how working that situation on my fourth step was useful to me. Mm -hmm. So the first thing um, that I gained from doing my fourth step was um, was just the realization that I'm not that bad, and um, you know I talked about you know at the beginning about how um, how I use dishonesty to manage my my fear and shame, and so 
being honest felt um, felt life threatening, and um, and so so just going ahead and doing it anyway uh, went a long way um, towards convincing me, like like on a, a heartfelt level, that um, that the truth about myself was something that I could handle, mm-hmm. you know, which was a revelation. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think that maybe to normal people that sounds a little bit ridiculous, but I. I really was not convinced that the truth about myself was something that I could handle, um, and and that was that was shown to be the fact. And so that was right there, um, lifted a lot of the weight that I did not know I was carrying. And um, more specifically, this particular most recent fourth step, um, I. You know, I, I always think to myself, oh, doing another fourth step, you know, what's really the value? I've done it so many times. But an amazing thing that I've never experienced before is that I just could see myself with so much compassion that I hadn't experienced in the past. Um, you know, I could I could just see how, oh, sweetheart, <laughs> you were just trying to get your needs met. And, um, you know, like this ugly, experience with my boss of you know saying nasty things about this person mm-hmm. I mean well what's the you know what's the what's the core need right I mean I I want to be accepted by other people mm-hmm. and I want to have um, self-esteem and value I want to feel like I am a good person mm-hmm. um, and and I want um, and I want I want justice, you know, I want other people to see, oh yes, that was wrong, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I mean, those are the core needs and none of those things are bad. It is fine for me to want to feel a sense of self-esteem and to feel like I'm a valuable and worthwhile person and to feel connected to other people and um, to speak out against things that are wrong and to and to seek justice in the world, like all of those things are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my uh, broken-hearted, wrong-headed way, um, <laughs> my efforts to to get those needs met did two things. One is um, they violated my moral standards, mm-hmm. and so in fact, those efforts eroded my self-esteem yep. and sense of righteousness and being an acceptable person to myself and others. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is that those efforts were not in fact effective at all. <laughs> like it didn't actually achieve the goal um, anyway. So, um, so you know, for this particular example about my boss, um, to actually feel and be perceived as righteous and as innocent, um, I need to behave in a way that aligns with um, with my own moral standards, mm-hmm. and then that that itchy itchy needing to feel good um, is really soothed and is really solved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to kind of wrap up with that example and um, just I want to say to anyone who has not completed their fourth step um, that it is worth it and definitely do it. Thank you and I'll pass.